Hiya there, fellas. You're listening to the Adventures Cast, a podcast meant to inform you on the most exciting destinations and activities there are out there. I'm your host, Eden Kadiu, and I'm joined by your co-hosts. Actually, I'm joined by one co-host today because Eli cannot, uh, couldn't not be there uh, on this episode. So, um, Usama Majeldi, freelance photographer, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing great. Currently, it's Ramadan as we speak today. Yep. And yeah, I mean, just finished the whole day of fasting and uh, still, you know, nothing to do because of the old quarantine thingy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, doing great. Really happy to be on the podcast today. Great. But the, the meal after the day of feasting must be awesome, right? Yeah, it feels good because you haven't been eating or drinking during the whole day. Yeah. And also what's amazing is that we do eat a lot, mm-hmm. but not as much as I would eat in a single day. So I, I end up losing weight yep. and eating good. So it's a win-win for me. It's a win-win. Nice. Very cool. <laughs> when people think of the Mediterranean, they usually think of cities like Barcelona, Athens, or Rome. But what most are unaware of is that the sunniest city of the Mediterranean lies on its southernmost coast. Today, we will be discussing of the great city of Maghreb, Algiers. Algiers is a city full of history due to its early discovery by the Carthaginians sometime before the 3rd century. However, the city was officially founded only in 1962. You might be wondering, what happened in between those two dates? Well, all I can tell you is that Algiers, or like some people call it, La Blanche, was occupied by many different nations, such as the Ottomans and the French, to name just a few. Therefore, with all the exterior influence and the history behind this city, La Blanche has kept some of the beautifulest architecture. This is actually where the town has gotten its nickname from, meaning literally the white. Algiers was named as such due to its overwhelming amount of white buildings that gives it its Mediterranean style. To top it off, Algiers is the most populated city of Maghreb with over 5 million people, which also makes it the most populated city of Northern Africa. So now, what are our thoughts on the specific city? Usam, you are a man from Algeria, so you are the one who's been to the city. What do you think of this great city that is Algiers? I mean, I mainly know the city because my aunts live in it. My Mm -hmm. aunts live in it. And really, I really love the city. It's full of life, tons of people. Uh, I don't know if you said, but it's it has a density of more than 10,000 people per square kilometers. Oh, wow. Which makes it a really dense city. And also what I really love is that the public system is really uh, well implemented. Yep. And there's a mix of uh, privately owned buses and mm-hmm. publicly owned ones, which is something that we don't have even in Europe or in Canada. Like yeah, that's privately weird. owned buses. How does this work? Yeah. I mean... So how it works is that some people just buy buses and they just roam around. And what's really amazing is that it auto-regulates. You know, there aren't too much. Yeah. I mean, there are too much, but like, you know, it's competition. People have multiple buses, like they secure the routes and then they deal between one and each other. What that makes is that the fares for actually bus travel in the city are basically zero, especially if you come from another country. Mm -hmm. Uh, Life in Algeria, when it comes to eating, uh, sleeping somewhere, or let's say, uh, especially moving around is basically free. Wow. Uh, where I, in my city that I, in the city that I lived uh, in, which is Galma, which is in, in the east, mm-hmm. the bus fare was, were like under a dollar. Oh, you're serious? For, in uh, in yeah, the city for, or going from Algiers to your city? Oh, for, to going from Algiers to the city, it's, it's like $15. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Though. Yeah. The, and like, uh, what's the distance? When it comes, hmm? 
What's the distance like in between? Oh, the distance between the city that I lived at was 500 kilometers. Oh, wow. So 500 kilometers for 15 yes. bucks. That's quite the... <laughs> yeah. Yes, but the thing is with those privately owned buses is mm -hmm. that the they're super crammed. Oh, okay. I see. They're, they're super crammed. And there are some luxury buses, mm -hmm. but they're more expensive. Let's say double. Okay. So they're, they're worth, they're yep. worth it. But yeah, when it comes to traveling, you have to see... Like there's a huge range of quality and every uh, quality and uh, of accommodation and stuff. Well, that's so great. That's, that's nice to know because, yeah. like, I mean, what you're saying is that the price of life there is really like inexpensive for a tourist or someone that goes there exactly, in vacation, right? Yes. Nice. That's great. Exactly. And I've heard you in the past. We talked about this city. Uh, like mm -hmm. I don't remember when, but you told me that uh, petrol or gas was less expensive than water. Is that still true nowadays? I think it is. Last time when I went was uh, the price of gas was basically I don't know like twenty seven cents a liter. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> like we're we're just like getting crazy uh, right now because here in Canada the price of the uh, the gas is like eighty what eighty nine cents for a liter. Exactly. <laughs> and like imagine they have like thirty cents for a liter. That's crazy. Exactly, and the thing is, why is it so cheap? It's because it's produced. In the country. In the country, yeah. And, e and even that, most of the cars in Algeria uh, don't run on gas. They run on... Uh, diesel? No, the diesel, but also gas, like uh, uh, propane. Oh, propane. Oh, really? There's a lot of propane. Yes, there's a lot of propane propulsion. Why? Because it's cheaper. Wow, it's Because the first time I the, hear the of the that, GDP, though. Propane-powered yes. propane cars. I didn't even know they existed. Yes, they do. They actually, they, they burn cleaner too so they're better for the environment mm -hmm. but the reason why people buy them is because it's way cheaper because the gdp of canada the average income is only sixteen thousand dollars per per person oh i see i see so that's why there's a lot of uh, you know people who really think about the money because it's really so socialist socialist country mm -hmm. and yeah people really have a little bit of money but if you go there as a tourist you'll be eating for days and we'll, we'll talk about that yeah great uh so nice and in terms of activities what have you done when you've been to algiers yes what i've done while i was in algiers well first of all there's a lot of historic monuments last mm. time that i went which was like as i said last uh, summer we went to the uh, uh i cannot fathom the name right now but uh, the actual memorial for the uh liberation of algeria from the french colonists yeah And it's a beautiful museum that really recounts the whole story of Algeria and the whole story of uh, the uh, colonization. And the Algerian uh, War, I think, also. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The Algerian War, too. What I really liked about it is that, for once, the museum will, had a pretty harsh view on the colonialists. Like, it, it, isn't, it isn't an... Uh, Western-centric view, you know? It's yeah, not yeah. like the, the white like people are the good people. And yeah, stuff, beautiful you know? American-made uh, story or something. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. like, they, they have a pretty grueling scene in the museum that shows the uh, fighters for liberation being, being tortured by mm -hmm. the uh, French uh, opposition. And really, these are, like, some wax statues. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, they show in detail, like, what they were doing. And to this day, it's pretty... Uh, like, it was pretty graphic. Like, I was pretty shocked by that. Mm -hmm. Also, there's a lot of, you know, old weapons in, ca in case and like really nice, uh, it's a really nice museum. And it's just under one of the biggest, uh, one of the towering monuments in Algiers, which is the one of the towers. Okay. Uh, and yeah, it's right under it. And I think it's free to get it. Or if it's not, I think it's like $5. Oh, wow. That's cool, though. So it's a great spot. Mm -hmm. And what is it called? The, the name is the Sanctuaire des Martyrs. Okay. And under it is the 
Yeah, no, it's the other way around. The shrine of the martyr is the uh, monument, uh -huh. and the sanctuary is the museum. Nice, that's cool. And just for our, I was gonna say the, the viewers, but I meant the audience. Uh, just for the audience, um, Algiers and Algeria in general, like Usam said, and like I said earlier in the introduction, was populated by the French in what the the late 1800s or something like that. Exactly. Yes. Okay. The liberation was in the 60s. Yeah, in the 60s. It was it was 60s. a pretty gruesome war too, mm -hmm. but really, people, they, what I really liked about this whole thing is that people they still really try for liberty still because it was so recent mm -hmm. like their grandfathers weren't the ones fighting oh wow so there's a so he, like my grandfather was one of the fighters yeah and his father too was uh, during that which he he actually died during the war oh really yes uh one of the first that, that actually one of the first casualties wow i'm um, sorry about that dude <laughs> that's okay i mean it, it was for independence so. yeah they fighted for um, their country so that's that's great that's cool exactly so Also, what happened, um, I really like that because the whole attitude of the Algerian people is that they're really independent. They really lo love to, you know, hold into their beliefs. Mm -hmm. Just like the French, actually. We're, we're, we're a lot like French people. Mm -hmm. You guys are linked together or have some Exactly. Kind of uh, even though we separated, mm -hmm. we do have a lot of common things points. in common. We, yeah. Well, there yes. are lots of Algerian people in France as well, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. I always joke around with my sister saying that France is basically Algeria too. <laughs> like, there's so much yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. descendant of the Algerian people. It, yeah. It's crazy. Mm. It is. Uh, nice. Well, that's nice to know. And um, great. So where were we after that? <laughs> uh, yeah, do you have, yeah. Do you have any other like activities that you have done there? Or Yes, of course. I mean, there's always the beautiful beaches of uh, in the coast of Algeria, oh, including yes. Algiers. Basically, the whole shoreline of Algeria is full of beautiful beaches. It's a, they're amazing. Some of them are like super secluded and private. Mm -hmm. You have to pay to get there. And some of them are public. I would suggest if people go to visit that they go to the private ones because especially if you come with outside currency, it's super cheap. Really? And you do get the best spots over there. Nice. You and do get the best like, spots. Yeah, so you can pay to go to these beach, beaches, I, I guess? or Yes, to these beaches, you can totally go to those. But like the, the fares are like super cheap, like less than 30 bucks. Wow, that's nice. For a whole day. Cool. And often they have, uh, you know, places that sell food over there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole thing. They will even lend you uh, a spot with, a, with shade with, with shade and mm -hmm. stuff. So you just bring your swimsuit and you just go play. No, nothing, nothing to prepare. Very nice. Well, that's definitely an activity I want on my list if I go to Algiers or Algeria. <laughs> Get a little bit of a sun, sun bath and stuff. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, so, what would be your pros and cons of this city? Of this city, uh, I mean, the big pros of Algiers is that you get a, such an amazing look at the culture. You get such an amazing look at the uh, the way people live. It's because compared to Morocco, people over there in Algeria they do not get a lot of tourists, so mm -hmm. they don't really care. They come from somewhere else. That that really gives you an authentic view of the way people live and uh, also the food that we haven't talked about such amazing foods either the classic ones or some of the new found foods that are doing right now mm -hmm. because last time that i went visiting i went to some new restaurants and they really go outside the, the mold they really have some reinvented recipes both traditional and from other places yeah uh and the fact that it is so dense and so well uh interlinked mm -hmm. that you know you 
you have so much opportunity so easily accessible like even if you go for a week you'll see tons of stuff there is no uh, hour bus drive or something everything is interlinked it's a whole it's a big city everywhere <laughs> nice very cool uh, oh for the cons for the cons yeah Sorry, i forgot for the main cons of algeria especially if you're an outsider uh someone that isn't born there doesn't have a visa is that you do need a visa to travel in algeria in general mm-hmm. uh that can take some time mm-hmm. that also means that when you're on premises you do have to have you do have to check up with the authorities uh either daily or you know weekly depending mm-hmm. on the level you stay but there is that part it's not as frictionless as you know going to the u.s or something yeah but it's you know it's just a checkup saying where do you stay and often if you go if you go at the really uh you know a good hotel they'll take care of that Okay, I see. Okay, so basically, if you go to an hotel, like a good hotel, like you're saying, they're going to mm-hmm. check that out for you and they're going to confirm that like you can stay for a week or two or the, the exactly. whole I mean, thing, right? They, they do not care how long you stay as long as that comes with your visa. That's not the problem. Yeah. And there's also like a checkup saying if he really is at this hotel and oh, I you see. know if he goes to this city or whatever. I see, I see. Just they, they do that not to, to fool around. Uh, or, yeah. They mainly do that like to uh, stop... Uh, uh, selling of illegal goods uh, to stop what like, like to stop you know illegal drug selling or whatever. Oh yeah, I see. Okay. That's why they do that. Oh, but like it's not it's not a big deal. Like they're not on your back. They just want to check up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Well, that's that's great. That's cool for that's mm. good for the security, as you're saying. Exactly, and also Algeria is a super safe country. Like there isn't a lot of homicide. There isn't a lot of uh, violence in general. Uh, there's a lot of you know rumors and stuff, but yeah, in in actuality. There isn't anything like I have never seen any terrorist activity or whatever. Mm-hmm. That thing is gone from the 70s. Yeah. Well, that's good to know because like you're saying, mm-hmm. there's a lot of rumors and probably bad rumors. And that's so sad. Like, exactly. Yeah. That's sad for a lot of countries, like a country's example for from Africa or something like that. Like people see uh, like look upon those countries because they think that basically they're like uh, criminal countries or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. countries with lots of criminal criminality or whatever. So that's great. To know exactly yes that's so, not the case yeah algeria is a super safe country really great uh so good thank you usam uh for my part my thoughts on the city uh well guys i haven't I've never been to Algiers, but I think personally that it looks like an awesome city. Like Usam said, it's so uh, densely populated. Uh, definitely, it must be like an active city and a very like vibrant city. So I would like to go there for that. Try out the great food because I do like a good couscous, dude, or a good like shawarma or whatever. I love freaking Arabic food. I love it. Uh, like I was telling you uh, in the the other podcast we did the other day on Montreal, like I would eat like a shishtauk every, uh, every two days or something. So yeah, that's one of the great things I would like. Also the weather, the weather seems pleasant, seems rather nice. Like all year round, it seems like very hot, but yep, I wanted to exactly. ask you, is it too hot in summer? Like, is it like too harsh? Do you think? I've been this summer and, uh, like a week ago, I've seen on TV, they showed the, uh, the current temperature over there. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say right now we're in mid, uh, no, beginning of May. Right yeah. now it's around 40 degrees out there. Oh, are Thir- you 35, 40 degrees. But the thing is, is that it's super dry. Yeah. So, so that what makes more bearable, that right? It's way more bearable. Oh. And filthy more bearable. Except that from my experience living in Algeria, mm-hmm. there is like an old, untold rule mm-hmm. between uh, noon and like 2 or 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. it's really not recommended. That's like in the folklore to go outside. Okay. The uh, the in Arabic they call the the hanna the senna. Uh, yeah. But what it means is that it, the belief is that if you go out during those hours, yeah. you'll get uh, sunstruck. Oh, I see. So you sunstruck yeah. is like when you're too hot and like you can have a you can pass exactly. out, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I have never been sunstruck like that, mainly because my parents were always super protective. Yeah. And also because, you know, when you go out during those hours when the sun is really high up in the sky, mm-hmm. you really do feel the sun hitting on your, like the heat yeah, yeah, hitting yeah. on you. Of course. It re- uh, I've never felt that much here in Canada, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know if you, when you went to Cuba, have you felt that, that kind of heat? Yes, like but anywhere? in Cuba, it's like the uh, the contrary of like Algeria in the sense that it's very wet. Like it's a mm-hmm. super wet country. So it, like you feel that heat, but you feel like wet, like ugh, like you're heavy or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But well, I understand from my experience what you mean. In, from my experience in Algeria, like you really feel like your hair getting uh, uncomfortably warm. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, like you really feel... If you touch your hair after walking five minutes, you will legitimately burn your, ha- burn your head. <laughs> Ouch. I, I, I swear. Really? So it's you need terrible. to wear a hat or something? Yeah, you need to wear a hat. And really, it's so sunny and bright that your eyes have difficulty adjusting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, understand, you really do understand after a few days why people don't go out uh, during those times. And, and I guess that if you're a tourist, yeah. that might feel pretty weird. Like, why is there nobody out? In the middle of the day yeah, yeah yeah but it's understandable i mean like you said sunstruck yeah. is not something to wish upon or like yeah even like if you're a tourist and you're a whitey white person you might mm-hmm. want to stay inside because you might get some big sunburns there and they're not yeah. usually fun so either exactly. put some a lot of sunscreen or uh stay inside that's a good tip sound thanks a lot uh great so for my uh part uh in terms of activities in algiers well i would definitely go to the beach like usam said eat the food out there i would go see the historic monuments i would visit the city uh, and walk in the city men do i love to walk in the city a new city that i haven't seen before or that is my first time there because i like to wander around and discover new places see great architecture and get immersed in that culture Do you like to do that? Like when you go to a specific city that you haven't discovered before just to walk around and discover things? Yes, of course. Uh, I'm I'm a really curious person. So I really love to go see nooks and crannies everywhere. Mm -hmm. And when I I was going to say that when we were talking is that especially Algiers and mainly all of the old uh, European style cities, there is so much, so many nooks and crannies everywhere. Like some little street that you would never think about actually uh, uh, widens into a, a super small market uh, that's super secluded, yep. full of trees. You know, every you cannot judge. So there's lots of like hidden Al- gems, right? Sorry, there's a lot of exactly, hidden gems. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, yes, exactly. There's a lot of places I've visited like uh, during my whole life. LJs for like like walking in the street cumulatively, let's say four days, or yep. five days like full-on walking and i have seen one percent of it oh not really even. wow not even it is so huge especially when we're going to talk about some other cities that are planned for the podcast mm-hmm. uh it is so huge compared to what you can humanly see uh yeah you could live there and haven't seen half of it wow 
Well, that's nice to know, and that's like even more appealing for us to go and visit that city <laughs> or for the audience. Great. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Uh, then, guys, we are hopping into uh, the food part for the foodies out there. So, Usam, I need you to introduce for us the food <laughs> of, or the foods, should I say, because we want to hear of all of them. What are the greatest foods of Algeria and of Algeria? No problem. I'll go right away. So, first of all, Algeria in general is known for their Mediterranean food, and more especially the couscous, which was perfected in Algeria. A lot of, not a lot really? of people know that. And really, if you want to eat a great couscous, there are a ton of great restaurants. And wh whichever you go in Algeria, they're probably better than anywhere you would go anywhere else in the world. Like nice. the, the base level of quality is way better than anything And just for the, the sorry, just for the audience that doesn't know what couscous is, do you want to just introduce it real quick? Yeah, of course. It's like small semolina balls that you uh, first of all steam. Yep. Uh, with the broth that mm -hmm. you make, that's the real couscous way. You make the broth and then you steam the couscous with the broth. That's what gives it more more uh, more taste, flavor. Right? Mm -hmm. And then you uh, serve the couscous dry and then uh, pour some of the sauce on it with some. Uh, veggies, mainly zucchinis and uh, chickpeas, mm -hmm. and what else again? And some meat. Meat? Wow, it's yeah. so good, right? I love a couscous. Mm -hmm. you, you would love to eat the real couscous. It's, I would. It's amazing. I would, because my mom also, does some, but it's not like traditional Algerian couscous, so I would like to have some real one. Yeah, you would love it. You, uh -huh. you would love it. Everybody that I've uh, ever made taste the real couscous, they said it's a million times better. Nice. Also, uh, some other things we call the schwa. In, uh, in Arabic, which means basically a barbecue. There's a lot of barbecue places in Algeria, mm -hmm. which basically, you know, you walk up to there, they're already, already grilling stuff, and they can make you a quick sandwich with yep. any meat that they have on hand. Like you say, I want three uh, brochettes, uh, three skewers of that, three skewers of that, and they will, they will cook it, put it in a uh, handmade uh, loaf of bread, put some condiments, and here we go. That's like the quick food in Algeria, and they're dirt cheap. Less than five dollars, way less than five dollars to get a, like a huge sandwich, way more than uh, way more than Subway's. Wow! And in my opinion, way more tasty because the fish, the the, the, the meat is super fresh. Mm -hmm. Also, one other thing that I've discovered last time that I went was that the amazing uh, the amazing scene of cakes and uh, pâtisserie and everything back in uh, Algeria. Well, some of the best macarons that I've ever tasted are in Algeria. Oh, really? They were amazing. So many high-end uh, desserts, so many high-end, uh, great, great cakes that I've never seen anywhere, really. What I've seen over there, and I've also done some research on the internet, yep. like what I've seen in Algeria, in some of the, uh, some of uh, some places, that was miles away from anything high-end you can see on the internet or, on the internet or whatever. Nice. And when you say high-end, you mean like, um, like cakes with uh, special flavors that we don't have usually here in Walmarts, mm -hmm. for example, or stores like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Especially that, but also, you know, some recipes that are both based on traditional foods, uh, traditional uh, recipes, and then they added some, you mm -hmm. know, stuff that people just cannot think about here, you know, with the whole, with the whole cuisine here. Yeah, they yeah. have another standard there, so they have well, I things mean, that are more extravagant. They must have some different ingredients, right? That's what mm -hmm. makes every like country, every city uh, nice because in terms of food, because every place has its own ingredients. And I mean, if they have the, their own Algerian ingredients, they can make things mm -hmm. that we can't make here, right? Exactly. And one that I can name on the top of my head, it's the uh, 
we have a lot of flavored waters over there. Oh, really? When, it, when I say flavored water, let's say one of the main, uh, one of the main ones that we use at my house right now. It's uh, rose flower water, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's water that have been infused with the uh, with uh, roses. Wow. Do you like it? Is it is it good? It's not drinkable. Like it's, it's not... really. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's like used for recipes or something. Exactly. And uh, sincerely, what really amazing is that it tastes exactly as it like what do you think it is yeah, yeah it's like, like eating water. a rose like, wow. it's like smelling a rose but you eat it and they put that in a lot of desserts mm-hmm. in algeria and they have also peach water they also have uh, what else again vanilla vanilla water and they're natural they're made in algeria and nice. really th- that's what's amazing about it very cool very nice uh that must be good do you like it yes uh, what's your favorite yeah. flavored water <laughs> flavored water i would say it's the rose one the because it really has a it has a velvety it adds a velvety flavor to whatever you uh you cook with it mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to desserts and yeah you really do feel it like it really adds a lot of elegance to whatever you cook with it that's what i really like about it nice well that's cool man i'd like to try it once uh, i'd like to, to try actually you said the vanilla flavored water that that yeah. I'm, I'm curious about that i really want to try that out <laughs> No problem, but as I said, they're not made for drinking. Okay, so you you can, even the the flavors you, that are like more appealing, you can't drink them. Yes, exactly. Like oh. you can you can drink them, but they're it you, won't know, be you that don't good. get it won't be that good. And they're also fermented a bit. Oh yeah, and I see. So they're not they're not good at all. Oh, like, okay. They, so I better really... not try it, or I'll go to the toilet for like three <laughs> days or something. Okay, great. Exactly. <laughs> That's good to know. Thanks for uh, for telling me. Uh, no great. Do you have any other foods of Algeria that we don't know about? Like, is there like one candy or one beverage that is like the most popular that we don't have here in America? Sure, I can speak about one that I have been really accustomed to these few weeks because it's Ramadan. Yeah. And it's the khalbalous. Kalbalouz literally translates to heart of the almond. Okay. And it is, I mean, when it comes to the ingredient, ingredients list, it's exactly what it is. It's crushed up almonds with some sweetening uh, agents like honey and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, you mix it up, put it in the oven, and it's really good. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. The exact ingredients, and I know some people that may be listening, they're like, no, we have this and that. But right now in the, in the podcast, I cannot remember any ingredients, but it's my favorite desserts dessert mm-hmm. uh, during dessert and it's because it's really sweet and has really crumbly uh texture and at the same time while being sweet and humid too it's humid crumbly tastes like almonds tastes sweet great nice is it like something that like looks like baklava or something or not at all baklava has multiple layers yeah uh, the way that kolbelous works is that it's like one monolithic it's like the whole block is the same thing like there isn't layers oh i see okay i see yeah except that the bottom part is more wet because you know the liquid seeps down yeah, yeah, yeah. and the top part is more crispy because when you put it in the oven that crisps yeah, up yeah, yeah. dude but, i'm like yeah. salivating right now <laughs> <laughs> i want i need some of that yeah i'll bring you some you know what i'll bring you some nice thanks dude i'd really like that very cool uh good well that's great uh it seems like a great like food culture and everything like that is absolutely definitely a pros for people who want to travel there exactly like i said if you can get over the hurdle of getting a visa and the fact that the uh tickets are you know as expensive as any other places in europe so mm-hmm. you know you have to make a choice to go there you don't go there because it's cheap you don't go there because no. it's easy like you really do have to know the place mm-hmm. and go there 
And especially if you speak French, that really helps. Yeah. Because English is, not, you know, it's getting there, but not as much as French. Yeah, if you yeah. only speak French in Algeria, you can get away super easily. Yeah, but yeah. English, not so much. Well, you guys learn French in school, right? Or something exactly. like you told me. So people, all the people speak French, or most of the people, right? Yes. So you could, even if they don't, they know enough to talk with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. So if you're a Frenchie like us, you can definitely go in Algeria easily. That's cool. Mm. But no, if you have a guide with you, that, yeah. that really helps. That really helps. Because one thing that I wanted to add to my cons is that the whole uh, Google Maps thing over there, they don't, it doesn't really exist. Okay. It does, but like if you, some places are only known for with one name that isn't on Google Maps. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go there, and especially addresses, exact ones, they don't really exist too. Okay. From, they're so really it's hard, kind of hard so... to get around, right? Exactly. I see. You have to have a good sense of orientation, especially in Algiers. Like you will get lost so quick if you don't know where you are. Okay. Well, you did say that it was still a safe country, so you. Yes. Even if you get lost, it's not that big of a deal in the sense that you can, like, I don't know, order a cab or something and ask them to go back to the hotel or something, I guess. Yeah, and there's a lot of cabs. There's a lot oh, of really? cabs. The last, yeah, the last thing you'll... you'll Are they cheap you... as well? Like, the trans transport I mean, for, system? For a, foreigner, for a foreigner, when it comes to uh, money, you don't have to worry. Okay, I see. Yeah. Cool. If you brought any sensible amount of money, you won't have to worry. Oh, well, that's great. That's great for visitors. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Well, that sums it up for the food, I think. And now on to the fun fact. Usam, do you have a fun fact for us? Something that we don't know about Algiers or Algeria. I mean, uh, what else again? Did you know that uh, one of the biggest reserve of clean petrol is in Algeria? I didn't, I didn't know that, actually. Yes, in fact, one of the uh, longest-lasting and well-established uh, reserve of petrol is in Sahara. And uh, because Sahara is mainly comprised of... Like, Algeria takes a big a big uh, chunk of it. Yeah. We do have a lot of petrol. And that, what that allows us is that a lot of things in Algeria are absolutely free for the citizens. When it comes to uh, school, when it comes to uh, the whole... What's it called again? Uh, medical system, everything is totally free. They will never ask you to spend a single dime, even when it comes to university and stuff. Oh, really? So it's just like yeah. Canada, but more efficient, right? In the sense not that more efficient, not more efficient, I'd say, but like they have a, they have basically an infinite amount of money backing them. Wow, well that that's so good for the, the people. Some politicians right? they do take their part. Oh yeah, <laughs> <of> that <money. laughs> that's but, in every country, however. <laughs> yes, exactly. They do take their part, but there's so much left that. Uh, how could I say that? Taxes aren't that big over there too. Income tax and stuff. And yeah, you basically get everything. Even if you don't have a house, the government will give you one for like super small price. Really? Yeah. That's cool though. That's that's what you meant by saying it's like kind of a socialist country, right? Exactly. Earlier. Really socialist. Yeah. Really socialist. You could... Oh my goodness. Uh, I have some of my cousins over there. Like they, they just live... People live carefree, you know? Yeah. You just live... You work at your, let's say, your cousin's uh, shop or whatever. Mm -hmm. You make just enough money. You don't have to pay much to, you don't owe much to the government. Mm -hmm. You end up building your small little uh, house. You know, like, it's easy living over there. It's a easy living. Oh, I see. So exactly. it has its, its pros and its cons, like you said earlier. Exactly. Nice. Well, exactly. that's cool. That's great for people who don't have much money, I'd say. Exactly. And, you know, like I said, the GDP... Uh, the minimum, the median income of Algeria is pretty low compared mm -hmm. to the world. 
but it, it's getting up. It, it, it's uh, the whole country, especially from last time that I visited. Yep. It can really see that there's a great movement to for people to live better lives and uh, you know get more with the Western lifestyle, yep. which is either good or bad thing depending on who you ask. But yeah, like there is a huge movement for people to get better jobs, start new industries like high tech and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's uh, a country that will be on the map real soon. Well, that is great for the, its people and for the country in itself. That's mm-hmm. good. Good. That's cool. Uh, well, thank you, Usam, for the fun fact. I still have a question for you, though. Yes, sir. Um, about Sahara, about the desert, mm-hmm. is it far away from, for example, Algiers? And is it possible to go there? Is it possible to visit, to go see it? And is it worth it? Would it be worth it? Have you ever been? I, I have not. I have always wanted to. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the trip itself, uh, there are some local companies that around that that make tours over there. Yeah. When it comes to the money amount, I could not say. But for a foreigner, that sh- like it's not, it's less than what you think it is. Okay. So what you think it is? Should you go? Some people that I know they went and they say totally. It's exactly whatever you saw in the movies. Yep. It's exactly like that. So it's as cool as it is. A big, huge desert with like. Mountains of desert and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lots of sand. Wow. Uh, actually, one thing that I didn't know, and somebody told me, is that the desert is super quiet. Oh, really? Super quiet. Uh, if you don't have people around you, like there's not of wind. Sa- there's not a lot of wind sound and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's basically just you and yourself and your mind, and it's super super quiet. Wow. So imagine like being stuck in the desert alone. That must be like yeah kind of hard right exactly but that won't happen to you because you'll have a good guide yeah yeah of course <laughs> of course i do believe in them guides if they are there great well yeah. that's cool thanks Susam. uh so i think this will sum it up for this short episode of the adventures cast do you have something more to say well actually we will do a small conclusion on why um the audience should go there so Usam, why in your um opinion should the audience go to algiers i mean they should go if they really want to see people living uh in their natural habitat you know really see people living their life in front of them like no not like in morocco when the people put up a show yeah uh they will they if they want to you know go off the beaten path go somewhere that not a lot of people go to mm. and especially if they like good food and and cheap too <laughs> Cheap good food. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that's good. Thanks. Uh, I will bring back your point that you just said of going off the beaten path. Going off the beaten path is something that is very important for me. I am a guy that loves to go travel around, but espe- especially going to uh, places that are not in like people's, you know, people's travel books. Not well known. Yeah, not exactly. Well known. So Algeria would be one of those places. And once again, the food, dude. I want to try that couscous and those uh, tauks and stuff. So yeah, you that would, would be it. that would be uh, why I would suggest the audience to go there. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> Great, yeah, so we have the same, the same points. Great. Well, that's it for today, ladies and gentlemen. We will be traveling with you once again next week, so stay tuned. But for now, we wish you a good week, and let's see you on the next adventure. Ciao. Bye. 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 All right. <laughs>